This is a slaying moment. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Slain for Me. Thank you guys so much for coming back every week. I am your host, Alexis A. McCoy, and I hope everybody is well and you're doing all right. Before I get started, um, I just want to say that I'm so honored to be able to um, do this every week and share my point of view on the world with you guys. Um, it's been such an honor. And, you know, now that we're coming up on our 20th episode, which is this one, um, we're here. Um, I just want to thank you guys so much for listening in and taking the time to listen to my perspective and join the motivational safe space. I hope it has been a great experience for you and it's been inspiring me and I've heard so many other people say they've been inspired. So I'm so thankful and grateful to um, be able to share this journey with you guys and create this motivational safe space. So thank you. So um, this past week was all about me accepting the shifts in my life. I think I've been talking about that a lot because I feel like we all are in this place where things are shifting, things are shifting for our good and not for our good. <laughs> um, you know, the shift in the world is that things are inflating. Like, um, you know, it's everything is rising. The prices of gas is rising. The price of food is rising. The, you know, everything's rising. Everything's getting more expensive. So that's a shift in life for some of us. Um, some people, they're, they're doing it in strides and some people are like, Oh, Chad, why we here? Um, so a shift in life and kind of like going with the flow. Like I'm, I'm like in the, you know, that song and, um, clue is when they be like rolling with the homies. <laughs> That's me right now. I'm like kind of rolling with the homies. I'm not, I have never been a person that loves to go with the flow. Um, but in this season that I'm in right now, I really have to like go moment by moment, day by day, step by step and kind of go, go with the flow. Cause you know, a lot of the plans, things that I planned, it's not that they fall through. It's just like the plans are just not meant to come to fruition right now. So I just got the roll with the homies and, um, you know, ad adapt and adjust and accept, uh, life shifts. So this week, um, I actually, last week, I actually, um, split my, my work schedule with my, um, gig. I'm going to call it my gig because it's not my career or my gig. Um, I, they separated me. Um, so I'm part-time at one location and part-time at another location. I mean, which makes it add up to be full time, but it's just a shift for me. Cause you know, one location has one energy and the other location has a different energy and I have different requirements that I, they expect from me over there. And, um, you know, shifting from, you know, shifting your energy is, you know, and adapting to, um, multiple different spaces can be difficult, but I feel like, I took an extra, I, I was telling my husband last week that, um, you know, the emoji where the person got their hands up and their shoulders up 
and they're like, uh, whatever. That's been me this whole week. Like, uh, that's my way of saying I'm going with the flow. Although, you know, I don't like it, but it is what it is. But um, I'm just rolling with the homies. So I know that some of us have been in that space and that's the space that I'm in right now. I'm just um, accepting the shifts in my life and, you know, allowing for God to work through me and my Mantra that I've been saying to myself is this too shall pass, this too shall pass, this too shall pass. So if you need that, capture it. It's a scripture, honey, and it will. This too shall pass. So this week, um, I've been seeing this video circulate around um on social media for quite some times, but last the other day I saw it on somebody's story and I I saw like a snippet but then I took the time to actually click on the video so it's a pastor I think it's um the Hender Henderson is Shawnee's um husband um he has a clip that's going around and he's talking about how um you know people are waiting for apologies to be healed and I was like come on Come on with the word. Come on with the word. And it, it pierced me. I thought it was a powerful statement because we always hear people say, you know, don't forgive people for them. Forgive them for you. But that's, you know, that's a different, that's a different entity. I feel like it's kind of in the same realm, but it's different because sometimes we are seeking apologies because we are looking for an explanation as to why a person did said thing for me to be able to move over this thing. Some of us experience this constantly. It's a lot of things that we're, it's a lot of unhealing that's happening in our lives because we are ready for that. We're ready for that person to apologize for something. Like I know there are people in my life, like my, I have an uncle, my uncle that helped raise me. I mean, when I tell you this, man, how's a grudge, honey? The grudge be so, so big. It lasts from like, he hold a grudge from some, something that somebody did to him when he was two years old and he is almost in his seventies. Like he holds a grudge. Okay. And him and I, um, haven't spoken in multiple years. I think it's been about, I think it's been about eight or nine years. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know what I did to him. But I did something and he will not communicate it to me. And I've asked him multiple times. I've apologized to him for something. I don't even know what I did because, you know, I'm just that type of person. Like, you know, sometimes you can say something to somebody that triggers them to to distance themselves from you. So I was like, okay, maybe I said something. Maybe I did some. Maybe maybe I spoke out of turn. Maybe it was something. Maybe I disrespected him and didn't know. I ain't got the I don't got the answer still today. Okay. But, you know, there are people in our family and our families that we talk to, but we are seeking an apology for them because, you know, they did something to us or they said something to us or they didn't come through on something. And that still pierces our heart and we haven't healed. We haven't we haven't healed from how they made us feel, you know. So um, when I saw this video, it brought, brought up a question that my therapist asked me. And the question was, um, do I struggle with abandonment issues? And at first when she asked me the question, I was like, okay, girl, what? <laughs> no, not me. I don't, I'm not, I don't feel abandoned, honey. Like I'm, I'm real. I'm real wanted in my life. But my original answer was no. And then, so she asked that question 
it's almost two months ago. She asked me that question two months ago. And today after like sitting in that and actually watching that video, I was like, I do have a form of abandonment issues. I do. I do struggle with that. So the answer to that is yes, but I wouldn't label it abandonment issues. I'll label it closure issues, which is kind of the same thing, but I'm, I'm labeling it different because I feel like I'm one of those people that struggles with seeking. I need to have closure in order for me to move on. I'm okay with moving on, but I need the reason, the why. The who, the what, the when, the why. I need the closure of why, you know, you decided you're going to like, you know, do your exit papers. So I decided to look up the the definition of abandonment because I, I feel like sometimes when we go through things and we label ourselves something or people ask us what we are and do we feel sometimes we really don't know the definition of it we know the definition that people people said it was because I'm one of those people in in my world I'll make up a definition for a word or you know it's just me that's me like I'll redefine something real quick and it ain't even close to what the word is to make me feel comfortable but that's that's my truth um, and I know that some people do it in a world. I know I'm not the only one, but I feel like sometimes when you're doing self soul searching or you're trying to label yourself said thing or somebody wants to label you said thing or asking you if you are said thing, I think that you need to get the definition together. Okay. I feel like you need to, to know what exactly they're asking you. What's the meaning of said word that they're asking you? So of course I said no, because abandonment means like you're left out in a cold which you know the definition kind of sense that but it it gave it gave me more clarity of what abandonment means and why we feel the, the way we do so abandonment means the fact the act or fact of abandoning or being abandoned so I mean some people will call this you know, now we're calling it ghosting or leaving somebody on red, but it really is, it's being abandoned. <laughs> it's being abandoned. When somebody don't respond back to your text messages and you're constantly, they're acting in an act of abandonment. Like, okay, I'm abandoning this person. You know, I'm not talking to them. Or a person says that they're going to show up and they never show up for anything. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. No. And they don't show up. They're the fact is that they are abandoned. They're going to abandon you, abandon you regardless because they never were showing up. They just speaking what they, their, their intentions are, but they're not going to act in that. They're going to act in abandonment. So, you know, um, I, I, I had to like really go deep down in myself and say, dang, Alexis, yeah, you have experienced abandonment like I'm a very loved person I have loving people in my life but we all experience a form of abandonment and the most common experience we hear about when it comes to a band being abandoned is between a parent and a child like we always hear that a story of a parent leaving their child or someone leaving their kids somewhere they abandon them in the house or they abandon them on the side of the road you know it's always a traumatic story and being a child that who was abandoned by my father 
it you know I I know that story oh so well I mean I I never felt abandoned because I understood his character like when I was growing up my mom never spoke ill will about him but um you know my siblings my, my sister who I share my father with my uh she expressed how you know how inconsistent he was in her life and how much he wasn't there for her and how much he abandoned her and how you know so hearing that you know I knew what his character was about he was a person for self he was a person for what I can get what I can do for myself to get myself where I need to be um so I knew his character so me feeling abandoned um, never was a feeling, um, an issue for me. Cause I never felt like I wasn't wanted or that he didn't want me. He didn't want himself. <laughs> so he didn't even know where he was supposed to be at. So, you know, I knew his character and the feeling of abandonment just never crossed my mind. Now, did I feel the need to have closure after a while? Absolutely. I needed to get to the point, like, because, when my parents divorced and my dad exit stage left, my uncle stepped in and became the father figure because he didn't have any daughters. And I, he had all boys and I was the, the little baby girl that he always wanted. And he stepped in and was the dad that, you know, I needed at the time. So I never felt abandoned. I never felt like I was missing something. I never growing up, but when I became old enough to understand like okay I'm a part of someone else like my mom would express stories and tell me stories about him and his upbringing like my mom never spoke ill will about my dad in front of me um and I appreciate that and but on the other hand I never really wanted to know too much about him (laughs) like I was content with like this is my world this is the world that was created for me. God created for me. These are the people that he put in my life. I'm accepting what it is. Okay. And I never like questioned or anything until I just, I graduated from college. So I really was so engulfed in my world that God created for me. And, and, and this family friend, like I had my mom, I had my uncle, I had like father figures and my, my uncles were my father figures. I had my grandfather, I had my grandmother, I had, you know, I had, I come from a huge family. So it was just always us. I always had a male figure in my life guiding me, but especially my uncle, and my brother, who was old enough to be my dad, but they were my protectors. And I never felt like I was missing anything, although I, I knew that I had a father and I knew that he was out there. I just never felt like, OK, girl, you are not loved because your dad wasn't there. I just never felt that way. So I never sought him out like my mom would ask and I'd be like girl I don't got time for that for me I just wasn't ready I wasn't even in that mindset of space of and had the maturity to want to even seek out a relationship with this person until I was it was my senior year of college and me and my sister at the time we were talking we were having a uh, uh we had a relationship we were building our relationship and um I sought her out because she still had a relationship with him. So I was like, you know, it's my senior year of college. I'm moving into this new place in my life. I'm ready to get answers. or I'm ready to seek this person, this other side of myself. 
and um my sister i i think i told the story already but i'll just go down a little synopsis um so i reached out to my sister my sister had a relationship with him she lied to me and basically told me she couldn't get in contact with him and she didn't give me the information so you know after that i was just like oh whatever whatever my mom had because they were married my mom could have found out the information but i was just like you know what i tried i tried i tried i didn't succeed i don't even want to go sort this person out it's so funny because for my senior year for spring break man um a a girl uh a girlfriend of mine that i had in college let me rephrase that (laughs) me and my friend my best friend that i went to college with we actually went to vegas and he lived there so my mom was like i can get his information and you can go check it out i'm like no i'm on spring break i'm here to have a good time i don't got time for that so i didn't want like when my sister didn't give me the information i was just like okay that's a done deal so this is when the closure feeling came into my life and I felt the abandonment. He had passed away when I was in grad school. I think it was like 2015. And my, my mom didn't tell me, my brother told me, he was like, Oh, I want you to know that, you know, your dad passed away. And I, I didn't feel no type of way. Cause I can't feel no type of way about somebody. I don't know. So I ended up calling my sister and I was like, yeah, you know, I heard that, you know, he passed away, just checking in on you. The whole conversation was my dad, my dad, my dad. Inside of me, this feeling of you kept this person to yourself and you knew the information. I was so upset, right? And for me, I was more mad at her than I was him because I felt like she had the access to give me for me to be able to get my closure and I didn't get my closure because she was being selfish so in that moment I felt uh, a sense of I didn't get to get the get the closure that I needed because of you you did this you didn't allow for me to get the closure that I needed When in reality, it wasn't her fault. It wasn't her fault. She was doing what was best for her. If her, if that was our dad and he abandoned her when she got the opportunity to be with him, she was going to take her opportunity. She was going to seize her opportunity. She wasn't going to let nobody else come in for that. And that wasn't selfish of her. That was just the internal child, the little girl in her that wanted to have her dad as well. Where me, I didn't want to seek him for that. That wasn't my purpose. My purpose was to get to to know this person and get closure. Like, hey, okay, you don't want to be present. I just want to know a little bit about you so I can go on with my life. That's really how I felt. With her, it was like, this is my dad. I want to keep him forever. Me, it wasn't that deep. So, you know, my closure was his death. You know, God revealed to me that he never was supposed to be a part of my life. He was supposed to be the person that bring me into this this world. I was supposed to go through the journeys in which I went through and I'm grateful for. And, um, you know, that was the experience I was supposed to go through. I never I never felt like I missed anything with him being not present. Now, could he have added some value to the to the situation if he if him and my him and my mom remained married and they raised me in a household? Yeah, it would have been a different experience. Definitely. But that's not what God said. 
because the man in, in which he was in a character in which he possessed wasn't beneficial for what the, the purpose that God had for me. So my closure came from him dying. Him dying. I'm never going to get the answers. I'm never going to get the answers to the questions that I had. It's never going to happen. So his death was my closure. I had to stick the nail in the coffin and say, girl, it's never going to happen. This is how God wanted it to be. And he was never present. He left. They got divorced when I was three. He left when I was three. I never seen him since that day. (laughs) So, you know, it's one of those situations where sometimes in our lives, even our parents are not a part of the plan that God has for us. And that feeling of abandonment is just the the um the trials and tribulations of life it really is and you have to find your closure to get your healing whatever your version of closure is mine was in this particular situation with my with my dad my father was um death him dying was my way of saying he was never meant to be there and I knew that in my my thought of thought and I knew that in my heart of heart but he had to pass away for God to really reveal. So I also um, believe that, you know, people in your life should be freed as well. Because I feel like we don't free people of a lot of things in our lives. So I am a person that believe that people and freeing people. So, you know, in my sister's case, she didn't, she was trying to free herself. She wasn't trying to free me. And sometimes people have abandonment, do abandon people because they don't want to deal with the responsibility of letting people down, right? So they rather be like, oh, I'm just going to exit stage left, not say nothing, not do anything. <laughs> I'm just going to let them deal with their own feelings because I don't want to be responsible for it. But I believe in freeing people. So, I had this childhood friend we've known we had known one another a long time and um we were close we were like we were well she labeled me her best friend she was one of my close friends and we were always we always shared exciting moments with one another like I I mean everything that I accomplished if you in my group if you my friend and I consider us close or I consider us um, close friends, not best friends, but very close people, people that I, I admire and I keep in my close circle. You gonna get, you gonna know when I'm getting married. You gonna know when I have my first baby, when I buy my first house, if I, um, accomplish a, a, a big thing in my life that I want to share all exciting moments, the transitioning as I transition through life, those exciting moments that I experienced it. Even some of my sad moments, I'm going to share with you because we're close friends. That's what friends, close friends do. That's what best friends do. Um, now let me say this. You can't share everything with everybody. Cause even your close friends can be, I always be happy for you in every moment, but that's a different story. But in this, in, in totality, when you have a close friend, you share your great big moments with them. So, one incident um happened she bought her first car and I didn't know she did not tell me I heard about it through her mom her mom told it to me by the by by the way <laughs> you know and I was like okay uh, okay girl I'm gonna let you slide on that 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 was the first thing that happened 
And I was like, okay, she didn't want to tell me whatever. It's not really a big deal. Although I came out of my way to come pick you up in my car. And you could have drove your car to my house, which was closer to the event that we was going to. But that's that's just me. She didn't share that. So I was like, okay, whatever. It's not really. I let it slide. I was like, okay, maybe she didn't just want to share the car yet because whatever. And then her birthday came around and we're at this birthday function. It's like her and some of her coworkers and then some friends. She got some other. She had other friends that I knew um, that I knew and she had some friends from her job so they're talking they're like oh my god the house is so cute i can't wait to help you decorate blah 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 and i was like what you bought a house and her face dropped and she was like oh i was going to tell you i was like why would you not tell me that you bought a house i mean i've spoken to you multiple times and you never said anything about buying a house or anything i was so offended because i thought we best friends let you label me we're close friends we talk all the time and you didn't tell me you was buying the house chill to me i was just like okay so i was really upset i felt like that was a big moment like at the time you know we were young professionals or whatever and she had accomplished she had got her dream job at the at the company that she wanted to work for and i know she was speaking about moving out of her parents house but she never like said that she was moving forward with the process and to hear about it at a function through somebody she just met seven two hours ago in my mind i was like you didn't tell me that and the face that she made was looking at the girl like why would you say something and it was just like oh when did how long have you been in the house so i asked the question and she was like oh i've been in there for a month a month okay cool that's great so <laughs> For me, I was just like, oh, okay, cool. So I was upset. And when we spoke, I said to her, I was like, you know, we're no longer friends. We're associates. And I was like, and I'm going to tell you the reason why we are not friends. We, you know, we still got to fill our friendship out. We got to rebuild because we're at a point where you have put me in an associate's position and I don't know nothing about you. You know, the things I'm sharing all of my, my information, you not sharing nothing. And I don't want to be in a friendship where people keep secrets from me or make me feel like I'm, you know, uh, you, you're outside and you're putting me on the outside and I, I don't need to be on the outside. If you don't want, you know, if you don't want to share the information with me, that's fine. But I prefer for us, you know, we're associates at this point because you've done this multiple times and it, I don't want you to have to feel like you're keeping secrets. We're associates. You don't have to, you don't have to do that. And it sounds ego driven because it was, I was very into my feelings and I was concerned more about my feelings than hers. But I also wanted to free her feeling guilty for not telling me like, you know, um, she had new people in her life. She started a new job. She was in, in a new place in her life and we were evolving and separating you know, separating. So instead of her ghosting me in the future or, you know, her abandoning our friendship, I'm going to demote myself from friend to associate. I was going to free you of that because you were already moving, acting in the act of abandonment. So I'm going to give you that, you know, you can have that. I'm not upset about it. That's my closure, you know, and it didn't, 
she didn't combat it. She didn't. She was just like, oh, okay. She didn't combat it. And she went on to live her life and she's living her life with her new friends. And she has new, new, um, a new circle and a new group of people. And we, I hear from her around my birthday and that's it. You know? Um, and for me, it wasn't one of those things of, making her feel bad. It was just like, I'm gonna free you because you want to be with these other people. I don't want you to have to be, um, be connected to me because of history, be connected to the people that make you feel good and make you bring joy to your life. And I, I'm a huge person on that. Like don't surround yourself with people that's gone. You know, you feel obligated to be around because y'all got history, be around people that make you feel that brings joy to your life. And I feel like a lot of people don't live in that. They don't sit in that a lot. You know, they keep people around them because, you know, a familiarity or history. And sometimes that can cause for people to abandon you because you're trying to hold on to a situation, a season that has passed. Sometimes abandonment is needed. Um, So, you know what? In that particular situation, I, I I let her go and I allow for her to be free so she can be the best version of herself for whoever needs her at the time. And I was no longer needed. I was no longer a part of the club, <laughs> the club anymore, her, cl- her club. And, you know, freeing people and, and knowing that um, you can possibly be in a position where you can be abandoned by people that you love sometimes bowing out gracefully is the best route for you and to protect your feelings because we can all sense when things have an expiration date and you know instead of getting in a situation where she stopped talking to me they he stopped talking to me or they stopped answering my phone calls or they don't call me no more you know what I don't call you because y'all ain't close. Y'all ain't on the same wavelength anymore. So every time I think about when I was thinking about when I saw this video and I started thinking about stories pertaining to abandonment, uh, I thought about the audio that goes around of this lady. She said that audio where that she's like, everybody grown until they want to communicate, communicate, take accountability. I don't think that's the word. But I said that take accountability or tell the truth. It's like the audio, that audio, that lady talking about how, how, you know, all of the adult things that we should be doing, but people don't be doing it. And it's so true. It is so true. Everybody is grown into this time to really communicate or express how they really feel or tell their truth or take accountability for the things that they do. So, um, my very, very first serious boyfriend cheated on me, right? <laughs> And, um, I was, you know, I was young. He was my first serious boyfriend. Um, I, I mean, to me, I felt like it was one of those situations where I was in an excitingly painful situation because at the time that he cheated on me, I was on my way off to college. It was, I was starting a new chapter in my life. He was a little older than I was. So he was at a point point in his life where he was ready to start a new chapter, but I was there. (laughs) And so he cheated on me with someone we knew. And it really took me some years to kind of like, after the situation to get my closure to understand what the closure meant, because 
he was doing something wrong and I I couldn't get over the fact that he did this thing to me. Like, why would you do this to me? That's all I wanted to know. But in this particular situation, he he really was projecting how he felt inside. He really was not able to communicate that he wanted to break it off. He didn't want to hurt my feelings. And I said that at the beginning, sometimes abandonment means that a person just rather walk away than to hurt someone's feelings. So in this particular case, I was younger. He was older than I was. He really did care for me, I believe, but he didn't know how to break it off without hurting my feelings. Cheating was not the way, but that I guess that was his exit strategy <laughs> and it worked out. <laughs> and then he couldn't take accountability for his actions. So when I found out that he cheated, he put it all on me. He was like, it's you, you're the reason why and you did this and you did that. And I remember saying to him, why didn't you just, bur-? if I was so terrible and I was this horrible person, why didn't you break up with me? Why didn't you just say, I don't want to be together. That would have been great. That way you could have just went off and still cheated with this lady. Although she was married, you know, you could have still did your dirt <laughs> with that, that person. I just wouldn't have been involved. So, you know, you know, he blamed me and his truth was that he was afraid. So I think the origin of what, why he decided to cheat. Cause when I was on my way, you know, I'm touring for colleges or whatever. And I went to the college that I ended up going to shout out to Buena university and storm like, I um, the beavers and I, and I, before I attended the school, they, they flew to me out y'all for the week for us to be able to experience the college experience. They had like a cultural, um, um, uh, week where they bring in the students, they fly in a bunch of students from all over the country and we experienced this college experience. So when I went, I couldn't talk to him cause it was like a lot of events happening all at the same time. Like, you know, I'm trying to learn, meet new people. I'm trying to figure out like if this, this is school for me. So they had a lot of things scheduled. I would text him throughout the day, but I couldn't talk on the phone long. Like, cause during the day they had us in workshops and stuff like that. And then, you know, we'll have lunch and then we'll take our break and then they'll have like a activity at the e- in the evening or something. So one day I was on the phone with him and he was like, you haven't been calling me. He was like really, really upset. And I kept on saying, like, you know, I'm trying to experience, get the full experience of what it's like to be in college. And if this is a school for me, like, I want to experience everything. And I'm sorry I'm not able to talk to you. So I think that is what spearheaded him to even confine in the person that we knew because I was away. I was away. And then that same year, I ended up going uh, across the country. Like, I went, I went to France. So, that summer, he was just, it was just a lot of stuff going on. And I was like moving forward with life. And he's just looking at me like move forward with life. And that, you know, that didn't make him feel comfortable. So he was afraid that I would go off and leave him behind and go off to college and break up with him. So, you know, that was a truth for him. And also another truth was that he wanted to start a family and I wasn't it. She wasn't it. I wasn't about the, um, you know, settle down, be 18, marry with some kids, staying back home. Like I wasn't going to do that. That wasn't my lifestyle. So I had to understand that. So for me, 
a couple of years later, I had to like unpack all of the things that he was feeling. And one thing, my steps to closure pertaining to this situation and I'm learning with other situations that I get into. It's understanding the person that the person's movements is for their happiness. You know, it's for them. The woman that he cheated on me with, she was far along it. They were around the same age and um, she was making him happy and she was able to give him a family. She was at a place in her life where she's already been married. She already got kids and he can get that from her, you know? So, understanding that that person was was moving out of their own happiness a lot of people that abandon people is to make themselves the self-gratification not it's not always about you it's not always about you it's more about them and sometimes they abandon you because they're like i want to go seek my happiness but i don't want to make you unhappy but me not knowing that them (laughs) abandoning you can make you unhappy (laughs) So it's the catch 22. It's, it's, it's the, it's the, uh, the trials and tribulations of life. We learn about ourselves and also realizing where you are in life and where they are in life. The age difference was always going to be a no burner for us because I was ambitious, determined. I wanted so many things out of life and not saying that he didn't, but in his life, he was ready to start a family where I was ready to start my future. So you got to know where you are in the person's p- your place in in life everybody is not in the same space and sometimes abandonment comes because y'all are in different y'all on different roads y'all on different streets and also another way to for me and when I realized my mom was always like when this happened she was like you know hold on to the happy moments everything that related to me being abandoned my mom will always say just keep the 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 good moments with them remember the good moments with that person forgive them and let go and for me I took that to heart I had to remember that he introduced me to one of my favorite Justin Timberlake songs and I love that song to the day I don't think about him when I think about the song but I love the song he introduced me to that song that's a great memory and I forgave him because it was bigger than me I we were always going to go our separate ways. So once I accepted the separate ways part, it was always going to happen. It was always going to be an expiration date. I accepted and I forgave him and I let it go. It's a story that I tell because it helps me. It helps other people. That is a part of my story. And it's not, it's a lot of people and women and individuals that have gone through something similar and still is, hasn't healed from it. They haven't gotten their closure. They have, they feel abandoned. They still feel unloved, you know, and that story for me, I overcame that story. I overcame that, that, that season in my life and I want to be able to share it. So, you know, I am in a blessed situation right now with my husband and I love that, but I couldn't, that situation had to happen so I can find this situation. I'm, you know, I'm grateful for it. So being abandoned and feeling abandoned sucks it does it's one of those feelings that you're like I never want to experience it ever in my life we all have or will experience in our lives either abandonment from family friends community or jobs it's a lot of people that felt abandoned from their job their job just decided to lay them off now they don't know they've given 20 30 15 or even five years to a job and the job was like you know what we just gonna let you go (laughs) 
that's being abandoned. And that's a feeling that we all will experience or some of us have already and we will experience it again. You know, your version of abandonment can be no, it can be big or small abandoned of like, you know, one of my close girlfriends never texts me back. (laughs) And I'm like, girl, what you doing? But it made me feel some type of way because it's like, why? But that's, her that's how she's moving on to her own happiness and you know it, it sometimes it's not about you it's about the person um but the key to finding closure to healing do you let abandonment keep you from living the life you deserve so at the end of the day what the pastor was saying is that you know your healing should not be dictated on whether you get an apology from someone or if you get closure i mean that's over for me if you get closure from someone everybody is not going to give you closure everybody's not going to apologize and you have to accept that receive it believe it walk confidently away from it and find your own version of closure so like i said for me i had to break that down for my first situation that i experienced with abandonment i was like okay i got to break this down (laughs) i got to get to the origin of how i can find my peace my apology and still be able to move forward I want to encourage you to not don't let abandonment keep you from trusting, loving, building, connecting and experiencing all of the life, all that life has for you, all that God has for you. You know, I could have allowed for the abandonment of my father to seek love in all the wrong places. I remember one of my cousins, cause I used to date older guys. My cousins asked me, she was like, do you feel like you date older guys because you're seeking the love from your father? I was like, that's deep as hell. I looked at her. I was like, I don't think so. I think I just like, I'm around older people all the time. My brother's old, my cousins, my first cousins are older than I, I'm just around so many older people that it was just natural for me to gravitate to somebody that was more mature than I was, because I've always been centered around those type of people. I'm the youngest and my first cousins are in their forties and their fifties when I'm, when I'm 18, they in their twenties, like I'm around all of these mature people as just. I just gravitated to those people when I started dating. So, you know, you experience, don't allow for yourself to abandonment to control how you're going to show up in the world and don't allow for that one moment. Cause really, let's be honest. Abandonment is just a moment in time for us. It's something that happens. We experience it. The person is absent or the person doesn't show up. But does that mean that, you know, you are not going to get the best out of life because that person is not present? Like I said, pertaining to my own dad, my own father, he wasn't present for a reason. Sometimes we got to think about the reason for why people are not there. He wasn't going to be able to give me all of the love. He wasn't able to do it the first time when he had my sister. So he, so he was going to get a twofer and do it. And he, he, she was searching for his love until he died and he still didn't give the best version of himself. What was I missing? Nothing, nothing at all. But the conversation, (laughs) I was missing nothing but the conversation. So 
I am, I keep my faith when I, when it comes to being abandonment, abandonment seasons, sometimes they teach you to trust, you know, trust and forgive. For me, I, I, I learned to trust and forgive and it set me free. I trust in God's word and God's plan and God's purpose for the people that he wanted to have in my life and wanted to keep around in my circle and the people that he brought in for the, uh, for a little time and abandoned me, you know, they had value. They had a purpose for why they were there, but they weren't supposed to evolve with me. Not at all. And it also, along with teaching me my eternal strength, how strong I am. You know, to be able to forgive someone, it's a strength, okay? It takes strength. It takes endurance because you got to first have the strength to be like, you know, I forgive this person and be able to endure <laughs> the strength to the end because your your forgiveness is going to be tested, okay? So I just want you guys to find your closure so you can get your healing, okay? Find your closure so you can get your healing. Don't let abandonment dictate your unlived life you got so much life to live you know and don't let being the feeling of that feeling of being abandoned stop you from living your life and moving forward with all that God has in store for you I want to thank you guys so much for listening don't forget to check us out on Amazon Music um, Apple Music Spotify and RageRacingNetwork.com where you can Listen to all of the episodes. And also, don't forget to follow me, your host, Alexis A. McCoy, at Alana Fuss, A-L-O-N-A-F-U-S-S, on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, honey. Sometimes I tweet. Um, And guys, have a great week. Happy Father's Day to all of the fathers out there. You know, I did my little... <laughs> My little Debbie Downer story, but there's still great fathers out there and great father figures. So shout out to all of the father figures, all of the fathers that um that are great to all to their children and people that father kids that weren't their kids and to the uncles that pull up and are father figures and to the brothers that pull up that are father figures. So shout out to all of the fathers. Happy Father's Day. And guys, don't forget, slaying for you is the best lifestyle to live. Have a good day. Bye.